anyone can come up with a multiplicity of scenarios of utter damnation, horror, end of the world nightmare. There's a child running across the road and there's a, an old lady walking the other way. She's old. Should you save the child? Oh, yeah, but the old lady is pushing a pram with a baby in it. And then on the other side of the road, there's a man who's carrying a huge box of explosives that will wipe out the entire town if you hit him. You know, like, just calm down, love. Smashing Security, Episode 217. Would you cuddle this revolting robot? With Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 217. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, we are joined this week by a very special guest, someone who hasn't been on the show before. Very exciting. A bit of a polymath. A bit of a man who's done everything. He's made crazy inventions on scrap heaps. He's dressed up as a robot. He's had H's on his forehead, made it sexy. <laughs> no, no, he didn't have the H. That was that was Chris Barry who wore the H. Oh no, it's a different guy. And he runs fully charged, all about EV vehicles. I know he vehicles. plays Crichton. Okay, it's Robert Llewellyn. Hello, Robert. Hello. I'm very, very flattered that you thought I was the fabulously handsome Chris Barry with an H on his forehead, but I'm the slightly ugly, square-headed uh, machine that looks like a badly chewed rubber tip pencil. It was a bad joke. I was hoping Graham would give me much more shit for not doing any research, but he didn't. He, he actually carried me along quite sweetly. Yeah, no, that's very kind of you. And also, I think there's two corrections I need to make. One, as I didn't make anything on Scrap Heap. I watched. You oversaw. I watched talented, but yeah, I watched very talented people make amazing things. I loved that show. No, it I was watched great it fun. way. Yeah. I did watch Wendorf a bit, but Scrappy Challenge, I thought, was just. My perfect. son has been addicted to it under lockdown. We've been watching it on all four, going yeah. through the different seasons. Isn't it amazing that that's possible? Yes. Yeah. Do you get any residuals from that? <laughs> I do not get any residuals. It oh, was. It bastards. was. I can tell you the bitter, vicious story of it, but it's too boring. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, that, back in those days, you got a buyout, and they gave you like. Oh. £112. Oh, is that for a, a, per episode? No, that's for the entire series, every single one you've ever made. You know, oh, thank you for that. That's great. <laughs> I'll go yeah. to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to Starbucks and buy a really big cake. <laughs> well, hopefully things are working out better for you now with, uh, well, Red Dwarf gets revived every now and then, doesn't it? Red Dwarf, we still make it. I mean, we've there's a there's a Red Dwarf on the cards. I mean, I can mm-hmm. say that now because there's absolutely no, there's no contract sign, there's nothing, but we've all agreed to do it. There right. is a script. They they want to make it. So, I mean, whether, you know, but this is always the way with Red Dwarf. My wife, who's put up with Red Dwarf for the last 32 years, <laughs> she goes, oh, you've always said that you're going to be doing it. I say, well, yeah, but we always have done it. Yeah, but not for years. And I have to hear about it. <laughs> has she watched every show or no? No. 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 She's been yeah. she has been in one. She she played the mechanoid Camille in one episode oh. and she and she was there very good go. in it. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I can't remember that one. Did you get it on? Did you plug your USB ports together or anything like that? <laughs> we actually because we'd been together quite a few years. It wasn't a, a fresh rope. We didn't meet on the site. Right. No, 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 no. Quite weird. But uh, we did try snogging with rubber heads on. And it's just not right. It just wasn't good. It didn't work. Nothing. There was nothing there. And of course, these days, you're very much the power behind Fully Charged, which yes, is a YouTube yeah. channel. And I don't know what else, but it, it, it's all about EV vehicles. I, I've just bought an EV vehicle in the last uh, couple of months. Right. I, mean, I just and, want to correct you on that, because what you're actually saying then is an electric vehicle vehicle, because an EV is an electric oh, vehicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, Sorry Graham. to be so picky. 
it's like saying pin number isn't it yes it's, it's, we all need to get an education personal identification pin number that's, yes that's the sort of thing i'd say all the time no but yes it is a, I, it is not just about electric vehicles it's about the uh, really mm. the uh, energy transition that the world is going through which is really fascinating and a huge topic and it is an enormous uh, change an enormous challenge and it's not plain sailing and there isn't one simple answer mm. but uh, you know there's there's a lot going on it's it's quite baffling and dizzying so first let's thank this week's sponsor one password its support helps us give you this show for free so coming up on today's show our robot special graham what do you have well i'm going to be talking about drunken robots on the rampage Okay, scary story. <laughs> Robert, what are you covering today? The hidden cyber risks in electric vehicles. And I'm heading to Japan to check out the new robots that are there to help us deal with things like loneliness. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, chums, do you, do you remember being a student? Do you remember those crazy wild days? Yeah, it was days? like not that long ago for me. <laughs> I just point out that I I knew students. I met them, <laughs> but I never was one. But I know the I get the basic theory of what studenting is. Oh uh, yeah, good. good. <laughs> I, I I tend to think that if you remember being a student, you probably weren't doing it properly because students <laughs> the students who used to be around me were largely drunk. You know, they weren't really necessarily compass mentors all the time. Sharing house with drunken students, it was crazy. They would come home after a night on the tiles crashing into furniture, reeling around, making a mess of the place, peeing in the sink. You were hiding in the cupboard. Yes, very delicate little flower that I am. Yeah. Well, drunkenness, <laughs> it turns out, we found out this week, is not limited to students because robots okay. can be drunk as well. Wow. Oh, God, this is tenuous. This is going to be tenuous. Isn't it? <laughs> no, no, I no, can no. tell. Okay. No, 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 no! I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna. I'm ready. I'm ready. You played Crichton for many years, as you've just said, maybe up to thirty years or so. Yeah. Uh, in Red Dwarf, Robert, I can't remember. Does Crichton have some sort of vacuum or, or sucking capability at all? Is there an attachment on Crichton? He does. I mean, it depends. It depends what. Um a, a, a series you watch because there's some be he's had various groinal attachments for, yes. uh, for, um, <laughs> he, can, he can carry out various tasks he has a, a an exhaust fan in, in an area and a sort of exhaust port so it's got a grill there yeah he generates some heat rear end so that's a slightly alarming uh, thing but yeah i don't know about that but he has been drunk in uh right. in one episode he was he got very drunk and i can't remember but now i cannot remember because that was recorded in in 1989 probably before some of your <laughs> listeners were born um so I cannot now recall what made him drunk, but he did get uh, he did get very drunk. I'm not thinking of Crichton so much at the moment. I'm thinking more of the Roomba vacuum cleaners, the robot vacuum cleaners made by that company, iRobot. Has it been guzzling the beer in the fridge? No, they haven't been. They haven't <laughs> been breaking into the fridge, as far as I know. Although you know, there are obviously IoT enabled fridges, which maybe could be subverted. No, instead, as I remember, the iRobot movie wasn't it a, a Philip K. Dick story originally? I can't remember. Yes, yeah, based on a Philip K. I yes, think so, yeah. I think so. Asimov story, wasn't but, it? Oh, one of those. One of those. Yeah. Guys. But it was... <laughs> have we just been outspotted by you, Carol? <laughs> Is that what you've just Yes. I'm looking us? it up to make sure I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. 
<laughs> misremembering. But anyway, it, it just seemed strange. Yes, I'm right. So I remember the movie where I'm pretty sure the robots go evil. So I wouldn't necessarily want the evil company making the Roomba vacuum cleaners. But they have just pushed out a firmware update to Roomba vacuum cleaners. Right. Firmware update version 3.12.8. And it is causing some problems for users of the i7 and S9 Roomba vacuum cleaners. Uh-huh. Okay, can we back up first? How mm. would one normally do a firmware update on these things? Ah, well, yes, exactly. It's, it's interesting. I haven't told you this yet, but I have just in the last week or so bought myself a robot vacuum cleaner. I know. I can't uh, believe I you. Know. <laughs> I, uh, you know what I'm going to say, aren't you? So Graves moved his flat where he's got like hardwood floors. And I said, oh, why don't you get yourself grooming? He goes, Carl, that's a ridiculous thing to do. I need the exercise. Why wouldn't I vacuum? Of course I'm going to vacuum. I can now handle this. One. Classic. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> it turned out sweeping just wasn't doing the job. So I have, I've had invested a few shekels. in. Now, I haven't got a Roomba. I've got another type of robot vacuum cleaner, which... Uh, it's cheaper, but it has the benefit that it's uploading my floor plans to some server based in China. Um, so they know all their yeah. way around my house now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, this update, which has come out for the Roomba, has caused their vacuum cleaners to spin around, bump into furniture. They're cleaning in strange patterns. People are complaining on the forums. They're getting stuck in the middle of the floor. They aren't able either to make it home to their charger because what they do is they they normally vacuum and they're quite good these days compared to 20 years ago that they, they, they do their vacuuming and then they return home to recharge and sometimes to empty themselves as well poop and this update has caused them to reel around people's homes as though they were drunk as though they take okay, an acid you know you're a little bit speciest i think if Sorry? I can call a robot a species, there is a pandemic going on. Of course, the Roomba's suffering as well. <laughs> it's probably being asked to vacuum way more. There's people in the house everywhere. It's stressed out. It's probably got a mask on, so it's not quite sure where it is. Exactly. exactly. Roombas have been under lockdown throughout. They're used to staying at home, Carol. They don't go down the road. Yeah, they should be used to it. They're not used to the entire family making mess constantly. <laughs> That is a point, actually. There's going to be a right. lot more density of mess in the house because people are in it all the time. It's probably complaining to its other Roomba buddies. Like, I used to empty once a week. It's now yeah. daily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm desperately trying not to constantly harp on about damn electric cars. I don't want to talk about them, but the, the, <laughs> Tesla, the Tesla does update over the air. And yes. it can do it, and it usually does it at night. So you get in in the morning, and it goes, oh, you, you know, you have new software available. And you, and you kind of look at it, and it's all marvellous. And, you know. 99% of the time, it's been amazing. Mm. You know, you just go, oh, my God, that's better. Oh, they've okay. moved that. That works now. I can see where that is, all that stuff. But there was a an update for their maps. They use Google Maps in Tesla's, and it works very well. But they updated them, and there were jokes going around because the, the joke was that you put a destination in, it would work out your route. It just went ridiculous. It wasn't, like, slightly <laughs> off or, well, I could go a quicker way. No, it went completely barking mad. It went all over the place. So there's a, a road near me called the Foss Way. It's Roman. It's been there a long time. Guess what? It's dead straight. And I was going from the north part of that dead straight road to the south part of that dead straight road. There's no bends in it. It just goes straight. And yet it was making me turn off and go through obscure villages and down narrow 
narrow lanes and valleys. I mean, if I didn't know where I was, I would have done this ridiculous journey, would have added 60 miles to it for no reason. And one bright spark in California said, the software is now trying to write Elon in all the routes you take. <laughs> That's what it was struggling oh. to do. Because it was so, it was so bad. They did another update. But I mean, that just shows that updates can go horribly, horribly they wrong. They can go wrong. And in the case, really bad. In the case of these robot vacuum cleaners, Carol, to answer your question, the firmware updates happen automatically, rather like with Robert's Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're pushed out. So there's no interaction from the user. I think the Roomba owners should feel lucky. I mean, they could have turned into satanic Roombas instead of drunken well, ones. You know, like you could have woke, woken up with one on your chest, trying well, to bash in your face or something. Wow, well, that'd be bad. That, yeah, right. That's scary. Yeah. Scary. That would be yeah. bad. Well, now... the Spewing, it's emptying its contents on your face. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> you could pay good money for that. Stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not rising to the bait. <laughs> My job is to push. <laughs> so, so there are rumbers now. Sorry, who've been updated, and they think they found additional rooms. So they're getting confused. With their maps, right? So they're thinking they found a room in your backyard or across the street. So they are actually trying to get out the front door in yeah. some cases. So it, it's possible they might trundle out there and go down that Roman road you've got near you, Robert. Right. So there's some problems. Homes have been left uncleaned. Um, wow. They're not making it back to their bases to recharge, and some are just barely working at all. There's one guy up on Reddit, and I'll put up a link on the show notes, who's created a time-lapse video of his Roomba stumbling about, careering aimlessly around his floor for about 15 minutes before wow. eventually just... You know, Giving up a little bit like a, a, a wood he blast. He filmed it for 15 minutes? Yes, but he sped it up for the benefit of was us. He hold, was he holding his phone the whole time? So was, but did it's he, not that exhausting, Crow. I don't know what your <laughs> fitness regime is like, but it's not, not that hard to do. So what can you do about this, you're wondering? What can you do about this if, you, if you're suffering? Learn to vacuum like a normal you, person. Yeah. Well, what you could do is you could lodge a support ticket with OA Robot the makers of the Roomba. Right. And you can ask them to roll back the update and they will mm. then tell you that they've done it and close the ticket. Why mm. wouldn't they just roll it back for everybody? Hang on a moment. Oh. They tell you that they've done it and close the ticket, but they right. haven't actually done it. So yeah. what people are finding is they ask them to do it and they say, yep, yeah, we've done that. Thank you very much. And it never actually rolls back. And so people ring back every couple of days and they kept me told, yeah, 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 it'll happen in the next 24 to 48 hours, but it's still happening week after week after week. Mm-hmm. And people are getting a little. Every, I, don't, I don't know if you've yeah. come across this phenomenon of people getting a bit grumpy on the internet about I've, customer I, service. I've heard about it. I read about it in the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I've never witnessed it. Yeah. Can you imagine being a Roomba support person though? Like you're not paid enough to deal with this no, shit. You're no just not no. paid enough. Like yeah. why doesn't the CEO and the C levels come down and take the phone calls? Well, you know what <laughs> Roomba yeah. support team are doing. What they're making jokes about the situation. So one one user went on Twitter and he tweeted the iRobot guys, said, oh, I've just paid $800. They're about 1500 quid, right, these Roombas. Yeah. Top. They're a lot of money. And he says, look, it's, it's, it's doing a half-assed job cleaning, and all it's doing is circles. And the company replied, we'd love a chance to turn your experience around. <laughs> and it's like, not very helpful. No, not the time for bad. gags. But, but not a huge drama. You know, it's not no. like if your car sends you to Belarus. Instead of Bell End. Well, we'll come you know. to that in, in Robert's <laughs> section. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So yes. some people are being rolled back. Some people have managed to roll back to fix the problem. Unfortunately, they then are being automatically rolled forward again to the latest broken version. 
Um, so the problems persist. But, but I, I think this is, there are other problems here, right? There's the problem of automatic updates, which can be broken, haven't been tested properly, being pushed out without people's permission. And that can obviously be a nuisance. Uh, they say they're going to fix this over the next several weeks. But there are other concerns of robot vacuum cleaners. I wrote, I think it was late last year, about some researchers. Re- re- they're like crackhead researchers. They're crazy, these guys, right? And they found, even though robot vacuum cleaners don't have microphones on them, there's a way to eavesdrop on conversations remotely wow. with them. What they can do is they can use something called LiDAR. Have you heard of LiDAR? Yeah. Robert, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, most modern cars have LiDAR on them right. as, as, a, as a, a sort of guidance tool. Yeah, yeah. so it, it doesn't rely on it being daylight, so it can work at nighttime as well. And it's yeah. like it's like a, a laser pulse. And this is what yeah. robot vacuum cleaners use as well. What these researchers found was they could actually bounce the laser off something like a trash can or a paper basket, a metal paper basket, near somebody who's having a conversation and pick up the vibrations and could wow. tell what people are saying from that all from a robot because you're an idiot like you do this show it's 217 (laughs) episodes sometimes laziness (laughs) overcomes but we've got a we've got a dustpan and brush that you can stand up and use and we we uh, my wife and i are obsessed we just constantly because i used to have a dustpan and brush and i'd get down on the floor and i'd need and it's uh, this you stand up and you go and that's it oh that sounds i quite like one of those it's so easy to use here we go here we go Graham and his cleaning supplies to help deal with the Rona loneliness. It's never had one update. It always functions in the way. I mean, you know, it's just, no, it's just a, for that kind of sweeping around a kitchen floor. We've got stone floor in our kitchen. Yeah. And it's, it's usually covered in carrots and bits of rice yes. and God knows what else. And, uh, you know, and that's so easy to sweep it up with that. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Who needs a Roomba? But I do, yeah, I don't think our house just wouldn't, it wouldn't not deal with a Roomba. No. I just think of them as American. I've seen them in American apartments, you know, friends who've got, you know, got exquisite polished floors that, you know, just think, oh God, yeah, it's not, it's not going to work in our If house. you had one, it would just be spewing up carrots everywhere, wouldn't yeah, it? Wouldn't it's it? a carrot. Here, <laughs> when a house is too immaculate, you just want to take a Sharpie to it. You just do. There's something in me that just makes me just I, I think I'm slightly more mature. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, why don't you tell us uh, about your experiences in the worlds of cars? Well, I mean, it is bizarre, isn't it, that all the modern cars have got so much software in them, so much stuff that can be updated. I mean, absolutely right. A a software update in a car Mm. now that we drive, it can be annoying because it sort of messes it up or if it goes wrong, you know, that's annoying. But it's not kind of necessarily dangerous. But once we are literally talking about autonomous cars, I've been in two, you know, level five autonomous cars in experimental controlled circumstances. So you know, let me so. understand, because I'm not a car nerd. What does level five autonomy it, it, it mean? Basically, the, the, in theory, I don't think it was level five. I actually think it was level four. They were saying mm-hmm. it was. So it can drive anywhere. You know, and what are you doing? Are you lying out in the in the boot? Or yeah, no, you're just sitting. No, it was a, it was a regular. It was actually a Nissan Leaf. It was a regular yeah. street going car. And there was there was someone sitting behind the steering wheel. But in the entire journey, they never touched a pedal, anything. The steering wheel it, it completely controlled everything. And that was on like freeways, dual carriageways, roundabouts, uh, pedestrian crossings with kids running out, wow. with scooters, uh, busy streets with buses pulling out, uh, quiet suburban streets. Every, you know, and it was wow. faultless. It drove faultlessly but 
all the time it was doing that. And this was an experimental vehicle where the dashboard was covered in screens that were showing you what the car could see. So it not only sees in front of you, it can see behind you in one specific circumstance, which they'd set up to demonstrate it. Uh, a vehicle was coming from our left as we were going along the street and the, our car slowed down for no reason that we could see as human beings. But it knew that the other car was going, it was registering the other car. So they were uh-huh. talking to each other. We couldn't see the other car. It's behind a building, but it knew it was there. So our car slowed down because he, it estimated that that car wouldn't stop at the junction it would carry on and therefore it was a hazard so it slowed down and in fact the other car did stop with a very nervous young man who had to drive it every time someone was doing this <laughs> thing just in case he got it wrong you could see him he sort of waved at us rather sheepishly because he had to kind of pelt it down this yeah. road and then hammer put the brakes on really hard so all those things were e- extraordinary but i mean the the two aspects of it that i thought this is going to be a while when we got back to the base where it started, he opened the, the back of the car and it had what I would consider a kind of small server farm <laughs> going in the back of it. <laughs> and it really did make a lot of noise and it was very hot in the car. So it had heated seats. It, yes, it had <laughs> definitely had heated seats because particularly the back seats would be very hot. A massive amount of servers and flashing lights and thick wires going, a big bunches of wires all going in. So the control system for this car to be able to do this and the amount of technology it had on it was energy sapping to the extreme so the particular nissan leaf we went in i I know the car well would normally do in a city say 150 miles in in city driving like we were doing and with all this stuff at the back it would do 40 (laughs) wow and so it's using a staggering amount of electricity to run this thing so there's no question that will shrink and get smaller and lighter and cheaper and less energy consuming, you know, as the technology develops. But at the moment, it's such a monstrously complex task. You know, you, when you see these multiple screens with thousands of images on them all the time, and they're, uh, they're all flashing red, green, 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 and it will see a little kid. It's amazing. It's incredible. The amount of cameras on it, the amount of sensors, LIDAR all over it, all that stuff. We saw a kid on a scooter with his mum, but a kind of 10-year-old, and he was wobbling a bit. He wasn't on the road. He was on the opposite pavement. Mm. But the car went, oh, that looks that doesn't look good. And it set off alarms and we slowed down. You know, I mean, it's yeah, got to yeah. deal with so much stuff that as human beings, we don't even, I, if I'd been driving on there, I might have registered him, but I would have gone, oh, he's all right. He's that side of the road. You know, so someone else will knock him over. You know, it was an extraordinary amount of computing power is needed. You know how like in this country, the seagulls are getting worse and worse and more vicious, right? Yeah. So if they came after the car, the Nissan Leaf you were in, and like, just literally dive bombed <laughs> yes. it, emptying their innards all over all the sensors, you'd be in trouble, no? Or is there yeah. so many I mean, of them? It's very there, there is a lot. It would ha- you'd have a very large flock of seagulls and the car would be completely <laughs> white, I think. But, you know, I mean, there's, but the other aspect of it is anyone can come up with a multiplicity of scenarios of utter damnation horror end of the world nightmare there's a child running across the road and there's an old lady walking the other way she's old should you save the child oh yeah but the old lady is pushing a pram with a baby in it and then on the other side of the road there's a man who's carrying a huge (laughs) box of explosives that will wipe out the entire town if you hit him you know like just calm down so this is the the trolley car problem the the trolley car is just and if you mention the word trolley in front of people who work in autonomous vehicles they generally try and bite you in the face and have to be arrested because it drives them mad. Seagulls, Robert. Seagulls is good. Seagulls is fine. I was trying to be funny. You didn't. You didn't mention trolleys. But it raises interesting questions, doesn't it? Because it's the software which will decide how the car should respond. Yeah. 
rather than the driver. And so, you know, what's the legal implications of that? Yeah, hugely complex. And the insurance. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 most convincing uh, scenario I've heard, which was actually a Volkswagen uh, development Mm. that I've ever heard. This was a few years ago, and they haven't done it, and I haven't heard any more about it. But they suggested that. The, the notion of autonomous cars with people in them not driving is ridiculous. And it's going to be a hundred years before we reach that point. Cause you've got to redesign a city in a sense right. to suit it. But the notion of a, an autonomous car with no one in it, i.e. we don't own cars. This is, uh, this is the scenario that mm-hmm. appealed to me. Yes. So if there's no one in the car and it's driving down that road and there's a child jumping out, there is technology that can do this. The car literally destroys itself. It rams it into a, into the wall at the side. Right. It, it, there's one there's one option I've seen that there's someone's got. I think that's Volkswagen. Someone's got a patent for explosive bolts that fire out of the bottom of the car and sink into the road, so it just stops dead. It will wreck the car. That's how bad liability car, is. Yeah. You're, you're, if you're in the car, you would die. So it cannot do it with anyone in the car. It can do from thirty to naught in a, a thousandth of a second. It just is like it's hit a brick wall. So that it will always sacrifice itself to save a human life which it can do then it's got the more choices if there's no one in it and then when you were so the idea is you're at the the supermarket you come out you press your jelly phone or you know your temple because you've got an insert in there from bill gates that came with your covid (laughs) vaccination it was free uh you know whatever it is or your phone and you call the phone and this car drives up to you empty no one in it the steering wheel folds out you get in it you drive that from that moment on you're responsible your insurance covers you they it's not their car it's your Hmm. car you have to look after it but when you get to where you're going you get out of that car get your shopping out the back close the door and it drives away you haven't yeah. got to park it, insure it, MOT it, yeah. do anything. Yeah. Refuel it, plug it in. It does all that. So you only have that car for that period of time. That you can see. Oh, I can see that happening much sooner. Yeah. And that, that could that really be, be world-changing. That could change cities. Because, yeah. for instance, you don't need car parks. You don't need anymore. car parks. You don't need streets with cars parked on them. You right. have your streets back. Yeah, no, it would make a huge difference. And there, it's always kind of when you understand that. And this is a, a presentation I saw probably five years ago that notion of private car ownership mm. which we're all we've all grown up with it's normal mm. if you look at it for more than 30 seconds i suggest don't look at it's it ridiculous, it's ridiculous yeah. so ridiculous i agree with you you know yep. it's just yep. bonkers you know i've got a car just out behind me where i'm sitting in my studio now that's been there for three days i haven't touched it used it yeah. been near it i mean why why would i it's nothing to do with it you know it's and that's stupid i'm paying for it it's expensive it's it's a leased car i have to pay the insurance you know, bonkers, bonkers way of doing it. But it's really useful if I need to pop down the shops to get a bag of sugar or some organic tofu, which would be much more likely for me. Um, I think you're scared <laughs> to get in it because you're worried about Elon Musk being bonkers. <laughs> he's going to send me on the most absurd route yes, to he's, spell his he's name. He's just too crazy apeshit bonkers. <laughs> and you're thinking, you know, can we trust him? Yeah. You mentioned getting into one of these super, super mm. driverless cars, right? And you get mm. in and then it get like gets the first bend, doesn't hit the child, right? Stops <laughs> at the red light. And I'd be yeah. like, all right, we're rock and rolling here. Yeah. This guy knows how to drive. I'm going to kick back and relax. Like getting in a train, you just immediately would yeah. kind or of trust plane. it. Yeah. I mean, a, a plane, plane basically <laughs> yeah. flies itself. The pilot's just sitting there looking cool, yeah. you know, yeah. wearing, wearing mirrored shades. I mean, that's their main... 
But I mean, they do take off and that. But I mean, I've been in the in the old days pre nine eleven in the front of a seven four seven over the middle of the North America with Craig Charles, in fact, from Red Dwarf, because the pilot was a Red Dwarf fan, so he showed us around. And there was no one flying it. There was no one sitting in the seats. It was flying itself. You know, they let Craig sit in the front, which I thought was extremely dangerous. That does sound very dangerous. Well, he's <laughs> quite good at breaking props. You know? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't, yeah. That wouldn't happen now, but it was great. We had a long chat with the captain. It was fantastic. But yeah, I think uh, that certainly the, the cybersecurity aspect of aut- fully autonomous cars, I think, is a challenge that the human race has to deal with in quite a profound way, because that isn't like I've lost the money in my bank or, oh, my password's been stolen from Facebook. That is a car that can kill me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. fuck up a Roomba. Who cares? Yeah. You fuck yeah, up exactly. a car. You fuck up a car, you're in real serious trouble. And yeah. autonomous buses, delivery, that's the way yeah. before cars. Delivery vehicles, they're already mm. in existence. And I mean, they're, it's such a brilliant idea. So the last mile delivery, lightweight, super small thing. It's got five boxes on it, opens a box when it gets to your house. You take your packet out, it zooms off somewhere else. You know, very, very environmentally incredibly sensible way of dealing with things rather than big trucks that haven't got have got hardly anything in them you know that, mm. those sort of things are brilliant but they and they're going to be with us way before or we go in autonomous cars i mean that with the stuff we've seen in that area is very impressive i think one thing that concerns me is that historically automobile companies haven't cared that much about security if you compare no. them to like financial industries who have yeah. had a long history of needing to guard something. But here, we've got like the- Not many cars have crashed, though. No, it's like, not so much about no, crashing. They're... I'm thinking of the, these are the ultimate IoT devices. Yeah, And yeah, what yeah. we are seeing are researchers who found ways to remotely hack into vehicles and sometimes take over steering, set off alarms, unlock them. So yeah. the automobile companies, and I think they are, but they really need to invest strongly in cybersecurity to make sure that yeah. hackers don't, I know that my, for instance, I drive a Tesla Model 3. That's my regular car. And that sends everything that I do in that car to a thing somewhere, a cloud, which is a big warehouse with a load of computers going in it. And um, anyone could that can has got access to that knows everywhere I've been. I made a very cheap joke at a very polite after-dinner talk with lots of elderly gentlemen and ladies about my Tesla. And I explained about how the, the tracking works and all that. And I said that the people at Tesla know where, where all the best brothels are in <laughs> Gloucestershire, which is my little joke. <laughs> but it didn't really go down for me with that audience. So... <laughs> Carol, the whole world has been waiting. What have you got for us? Social companion robots. Okay, I don't really know what the name of these are. Like social robots or companion robots. These are like... Sex robots. Well, I'm not really going into the sex robot area today. (laughs) Unlike you. More like those that, you know, help us communicate or ease loneliness or, you know, help us around the house like a Roomba, right? Right. And since 2020... Uh, and the Rona nastiness, the demand for robot companions has absolutely skyrocketed. What? Seriously? For real, for real, in Japan particularly, <laughs> right? Of course. Huge demand for more, like, human alternatives to assistance. So in, rather than having a Roomba, you'd want something with a face, I guess, right? <laughs> that would right. maybe go, yum, yum, this is delicious, all this dust, you know, <laughs> or something. I have stuck googly eyes on my robot vacuum cleaner. Very good. Yeah, Give you it see, some personality. You, yeah, have a, have a friend, right? <laughs> um, 
So, okay, so what I thought we would do is go through a few of, you know, the latest robot. Got a little smattering of companion robots. Both of your jobs is at the end of this, you have to choose a robot that's going to be your companion because you guys in this fictitious world are very, very lonely. And you need some love, some digital. Definitely. Right? Definitely, so yes. which one Which one of these five is going to meet your requirements? We're going to okay. start off with Charlie. Okay. okay. Now, Charlie's not on the market yet. Charlie's just coming. So you can check. I, there's a link. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click now. Here we go. Oh, my God. There's some. Daddy. Oh, here's Charlie. Oh, okay. It's, okay. There's a little little guy. Oh, he's cute. He's just a little he's guy. He's quite cute. Little red nose. He's yeah, got a little bow tie. Bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> this Japanese lady looks very lonely. Yeah. Oh, he's wiggling his feet and singing a song to her. Yeah, so so this is Charlie, and Charlie this is Charlie's terrifying. Been, <laughs> Charlie's been built by Yamaha, and its quote is more chatty than a pet, but less work than a lover. Oh so- <laughs> my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so Charlie sings his responses to you. So you might say to Charlie, "Charlie, tell me something interesting, right?" And uh, Charlie might go, "Well, well, balloons burst when you spray lemon juice," and then you're supposed to be thrilled. All right, baboons first. What is that baboon? What do you no, know? Balloons. 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 Oh, oh, oh burst. Oh, balloons burst. 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 Balloons burst when you spray lemon juice. Um, well, Charlie looks really irritating, I have to say, but I, have, I don't know what else you've got lined up. But. He does look quite irritating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, now, do you remember Ibo? Yes, I do remember Ibo, yeah. Oh, the the dog, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, Ibo kind of died and they discontinued it. It was actually launched in 1999 and then it discontinued after that. Mm. And mm. more than a decade, I think about 18 years since then, it's back. Wow. It is okay. back. So check out Ibo. And I'd like to know what you guys think. Is this is this what you need at home to make you feel? So Ibo used to look like K9 and now, oh, okay. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a little puppy. Yep. It walks too. Oh, oh that is quite cute, actually. Okay. Really? Well, well when it opens no, actually, it's a bit frightening. When, <laughs> when it's it's when its eyes are theoretically in inverted commas shut, it does look like it could easily just explode it, and kill you. It walks as, like it really needs to do a big boo. It, oh God! It does look like it's desperate to go out for a. It looks like Doesn't it look like it needs a poop? Like it does. exactly what I thought too. <laughs> It looks like it's been it's been very well trained and it won't oh do my, it in the house. But it's oh like my god! It, yeah, I remember when my child had a full nappy back yes, in the day. Yes, it, it, it's, it's that sort yeah. of stance of like, what have you got down there? Okay, oh, that's helping do exercises. That's very good. It's watching her play guitar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So there's Ibo. So it's a kind of robotic dog. I don't think that's very cuddly. No, no it doesn't. No. no, it looks like hard plastic. No, okay. No, yeah. okay, next one, next up is Lava. Okay, so this is a this robot is the size of a small toddler with big round eyes. Huge eyes. Yeah, yeah and penguin-like wings that flutter oh. up and down every time. And it has apparently 50 sensors, probably more than the Tesla has. It probably does, yeah. Yeah, and internal heating because there's oh so many goodness. sensors. <laughs> it probably comes naturally, no fan. Yes. <laughs> the big eyes are very cartoon-like, aren't they? It's sort of... yeah. Like and it's got its sort of bobble hatty oh, thing. Oh my god! On. But its eyes can turn into cameras. It, like it looks like a camera all of a sudden. What like is that logo. thing coming out of its head? You, oh my lord! Yes, you press what is a, that You thing? press its nose and it records. I see. You punch, if you press its nose, you know you got it, and then you got to give it a cuddle because you've just punched it in the nose. But then it records things. That is quite freaky. Why is she stroking it? 
Yeah, yeah, because so people buy clothes for these things, these love arts. It's been around oh for a year or two, and they buy clothes for them and they put them in their car and they bring them everywhere they go and they hug them and love them. And apparently, it's going to be ideally a companion for like, I would not give this to my grandmother and no. say, Here, I'll see you in a month. No. You'll be fine. You'll be fine with love art. No. Is this popular in Japan, this, this thing? Yes. Do they let Japanese people out of the country? <laughs> like these sort of things? <laughs> So the next one, okay, therapeutic robot, okay, comforting okay. communication that warms your heart the way oh animals Lord. do. Check it right. out. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All of these. Well, that looks like a Let's little see. creature. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Look I can that. see a little tail coming out of a... Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. That is Where's quite frightening. It doesn't have a head. It's just got an ass. It's basically it has a walking ass. or an appendage. <laughs> oh, my God, it can come... Penis. Oh, my Lord. It's a wagging tail. It's a wagging tail on a pillow. <laughs> it's a very hairy... She can't walk down the street with that wagging that like that. looks wrong. That looks like she's done something really seriously wrong. It looks a bit like a tribble from... It does. Star it's Trek. very tribble-like, isn't it? This yeah. is, they call it Kubo therapy. Wrap yourself with fuzzy love. So this thing doesn't have eyes. It's like a cat without a head, isn't yeah, it? But it's like a circle with a tail, a with cat a tail. tail attached to it. And the cat tail oh actually God. mechanically moves and fluffs and... Why would you need a robot with a mechanically moving tail? Because it gives, you, it gives you warmth and warms your heart the way an animal does. My, my cat did not need to have a face, it turns out. But it is, there's something about it. It was, like, it, it was the sequence when it wakes up in the morning. And I, there's just only the one word. Ass. It's just a cat's But there's only one word I can use to describe the way the tail rises up. And that is, it, it, it becomes, it's erect. It becomes erect. It's the right, it's the correct term to describe it. It's not make, I'm not trying to be smutty. It gets an erection. Morning glory. In its, ta- in its fluffy tail. <laughs> First thing in the morning, oh, just the most. I remember those days as well, Robert. Oh, I <laughs> long past us a, now. A long, long time ago. I can remember. I read about it now, but yeah. But that is extraordinary. That is the weirdest one. Somehow that one okay. freaks me out I've even got, more. I've got one last one. I've got one last one. Now this one, okay. I actually left Japan just to see what our European okay. counterparts oh, were yes. doing. Yes. So please click on the link. I have no words. Okay. 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 Let's see. It's called the Flat Cat. Flat cat. Okay, your next robot is a pet. Okay. Okay, and it appears to be. Oh my lord, it's coming! Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's terrifying. That is it's quite sort frightening. of arching up. It oh. looks like a piece of. Oh it looks god. like a cat that's been run over. God, that is just wrong. <laughs> it's been under a this steamroller. This can't be real, can it? That I can't is just be real. Bizarre. That is the it's like a hairy thing. slug. It's like a slug. It's like literally a, like an envelope oh, size. Inchworm. Is it it's, fuzzy? Yes. It would not. It does not make me feel relaxed. And <laughs> can you imagine that thing running around your house, like kind of crawling, like yeah. Chucky doll? Where are you? Oh my, oh my god! Lord, so it, it's it moves in a. Yeah, it just kind of twists and, but it, and swells. It sort of looks you... like it could be. If it was a creature, you think this is its death throes. It's in agony. <laughs> yeah. So give it a hug. It's not reassuring. Oh, that's what yeah. people are doing. If anyone remembers that Doctor Who story from the seventies of the giant maggots, <laughs> it reminds oh, me. <laughs> anyway, well, there you moved. go. So, so Those that's are great. What, that's Those what Japan's great. up to. So, um, they, yeah, and this not, is yeah. this is what's North part? Korea up to? <laughs> yeah. what's North, how's North no Korea one knows. competing no with one that? Knows. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Maybe can be quite quiet. <laughs> Those are funny. Those are bizarre. They are really odd, aren't they? I mean, it is that, and I, I look. It's just hard to quite understand what that. 
it, well, you know that <laughs> you can have some sort of relationship with a with a little machine like that. It, you know, which is the theory that we're told. I'm slightly suspicious of the kind of journalism. You know, in Japan. <laughs> They have relationships with machines, and you go, really? Do they? Or are they just telling us that because you know they, that gets they can sell more stuff? I don't know. It just if seems your a bit lockdown odd. was serious, you couldn't even go outside at all, and you live on your own, and you're yeah. there for whatever months and months on it. I actually think I'd probably start talking to my coffee mug. So, oh I yeah, know. no, I've spoken to our dustpan and brush with a long handle. I mean, I've had quite long conversations with it. <laughs> This is this is like having a relationship with a piece of carpet. I, I can't. I need first thing with a face. Anyway, Graham, your birthday's coming up, so oh, oh, right, okay, right. I'm not going to get you the three thousand dollar one. Okay, Ibo, that's how much that one is. So I'll be a, 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 a cheaper. One of them might be yours. You're welcome. Imagine security at your fingertips on any device. That's what 1Password offers, seamless syncing across all your computers and mobile devices so you can store and access unlimited passwords from anywhere at any time. Only you have the keys to decrypt your data and sensitive info. 1Password doesn't know it, doesn't share it, doesn't sell it. With cool features like Watchtower, which alerts you to any weak passwords, to Travel Mode, which allows you to hide certain vaults from your devices while on business or personal trips. Protect your whole family and get 50% off when you sign up for a 1Password family account. Check out onepasswordcom slash switch50. That's onepasswordcom slash switch50. Make your home a 1Password household. And welcome back. And you join us at our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Oh, so I say Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Beautiful. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something like could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app, whatever they wish. Doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Better not be. Well, my pick of the week this week is not security related. It is a TV show. I recently discovered that somehow or other I have a freebie Apple TV subscription. I think maybe they maybe they gave it to everyone under lockdown and I just never noticed. But I, I, I stumbled in there and I discovered some TV shows and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. And I found a TV show called For All Mankind made by Ronald D. Moore. Okay. You may remember he was the guy behind the revived Battlestar Galactica. TV series. He also worked on Star Trek in the 1990s. And the premise of the show, the premise of the show is that Russia has beaten America to the moon. And because um, Russia gets there about two weeks before Neil Armstrong, it makes the US compete in space rather than what actually happened, as we remember, is they got really bored and just stopped. Well, like Olympics, Space Olympics, that kind of competing? No, 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 not competing. No, no, not something like that. But they, the space race began. So we, we had the two superpowers oh. who were thinking this is mm -hmm. the future. And so they put lots of resources into space rather than Vietnam or Berry Hats or whatever the Russians were doing. Yeah. So, so it asks the question, what if the space race had continued? And it's a drama series set in uh, 1969 and then the 70s. And it's mostly set in reality. Ooh. And there are real people wow. portrayed, and it, so it's not like Star Wars or something like that. Just fake news, <laughs> but, but it's a plausible <laughs> alternative history. So, women astronauts setting up oh, a moon God. base. Yes, 
Oh yeah, that's well, crazy. But, yeah, but they, but they, but no woman has walked on the moon, right? But, but under this scenario, people did begin to go to the moon. More people went there, and they sent all kinds of different people. Ted Kennedy becomes president. John Lennon doesn't get assassinated. That's great. <laughs> it's quite interesting. The second series has just begun, but they're releasing them episode by episode, and that's set in the 1980s. And things are hotting up. Shoulder pads. I think it's quite fun, and I quite enjoy it. And I've had a good old binge. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna yeah, anything you hear that's available that no one's seen, they're all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, done. Okay, it's on my list. <laughs> okay. And that is why For All Mankind on Apple TV is my pick of the week. Boom. Excellent. Good. Robert, what's your pick of the week? Well, I've changed my mind because I was going to do the car that I've been driving, but that, mm-hmm. if people are interested in that. They can see, they can watch it on fully charged. The Volkswagen ID four, a very <laughs> impressive vehicle, but I'm actually in the middle of reading and, and I found reading during lockdown quite hard. And I don't know why, because yeah. I'm, I'm a normal, quite a busy reader, but it's mm. been somehow it's been harder, but this book has got me. And this is a book written by someone who I would have nothing in common with. I wouldn't, there's about like one, no area of my body would be in agreement with anything she's ever thought or said. I can't bear her, except it's fascinating. It's called A Diary of an MP's Wife. I think it's a bit of a, a bestseller. It's by a woman called Sasha Swire, who I've never heard of. And her husband is a high-flying cabinet minister and an MP, and I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> and when did you pick this up? <laughs> well, my wife got it. So it was one of the books she'd read and it kind of was on a pile next to my bed that I, and she said you should read it. And I've just not been responding to anything like yeah. that. And I suddenly started it. And because it's a diary and it's a fairly contemporary one, it's a, it basically covers about the last 10 years. It is a fascinating ah. uh, insight into basically how unpleasant politicians are, how fragile, <laughs> brittle. Including her husband. Including her husband, including her, <laughs> including every politician you've heard of. The, the ones that she really loathes are Gove, Michael Gove. She oh, can't understandable, understand. yes. Um, but with Boris Johnson, she, there's, a, there's a, an, a thing she wrote that I think was published at the time in something like The Spectator. If he, if he ever becomes prime minister, the country is doomed, she wrote. This is someone who knows... <laughs> Known him for years. How many children has Boris Johnson got? Do you know about this? It's like, what, it's like four or five or something. The, oh, it's the fact that on Wikipedia it now says five or six, <laughs> and and, that, and they don't know. No one knows. And there's we've there's one. I'm not even going to spread the gossip, but we know someone. Unfortunately, we actually know someone who knows him, and there's more than six. That's all there. So that's ah uh, oh, right. It's just the most odd thing, and he's our prime minister. Yeah. And meant to tr- he's meant to be a trustworthy guy, anyway. So it's it's a f- it's a fascinating read because it is the kind of stirred septic tank of the Tory party, and da- and she calls, she refers to Dave as yeah. David Cameron. You know, went round to Dave's in Notting Hill. You just go, oh, you vile <laughs> scummy people! I hate all of you, but I'm still reading it. You know, so it is. Are you, are you full of expletives? Is your wife trying to read her book beside you, and you're, she's like, just yeah, stop! Yes. I read it. Just, I read it. I know how bad they are. God, these people are so awful. <laughs> But she's quite honest. I suppose you've got to give her the benefit that she is quite honest and doesn't yeah. sort of uh, doesn't pull her punches. So she's very rude about it. And then because it, it covers Brexit and, and the 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 terrible trauma 
of what Brexit is now for all of us, but within the Tory party for the last 30 years. I mean, it's, I always, I think if you're not in that world and you're not an obsessive member of the Tory party, you forget, you know, that 20 years ago, I was just going around doing stuff. Whereas yeah. the Tory party was screaming and hating each other because of the European Union. I'm going, oh, get over it, love. It's not that interesting. But they were very interested. And so Cummings, oh, she doesn't like Cummings. So every now and then you get to a page, you go, oh, she hates Cummings. So that's good. And then she's really nice about someone else who I think is absolutely <laughs> and says what an amazing person he is. Go, oh god! You it's know. like so, reading so, Grazia for politics. Yes, yeah, yes. It's very, very bitchy, very gossipy, and and you cut. And the annoying thing is, I know half the. There's quite a few of them. Oh, you know, such and such as the minister or something. Never heard of her or him. Don't know who they are. But then, um, poisonous little cow. I think is the description <laughs> of. Um, pretty Patel, you know, so she doesn't, and she's, her husband is still an MP today, and this book's out, and they, of course, all, they're all reading it, and they all oh love it. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah, anyway. Okay, so people that's will a, love that. That's a great pick of the week. It does yeah. sound rather good. Yeah. yeah. Diary, Diary of an MP's Wife, Inside and Outside Power by Sasha Swire, S-W-I-R-E. Her husband is, I think, Hugo Swire. Which, of course, is just a classic Tory name. It's such a name. <laughs> yeah. How do you do? I'm Hugo Swire. I'm your MP. Oh, fuck. Are you really? What a fucking disaster. <laughs> I better go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there you go. That's, that's my pick. Brilliant. Carol, what's your pick of the week? Oh, mine's very delicious. Mine's very okay. delicious. Get your pens <clears throat> at the ready, okay? It's a movie <laughs> on Netflix called I Care A Lot. Yeah. Right. Have you seen this, any of you? Yes, I have. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it too. I loved it too. Okay, so Graham, Graham, Graham. So the plot, Marla Grayson, okay? She's played by Rosamund Pike. She's a professional. Oh, yes. Court-appointed guardian for elderly wards, you know? So like maybe someone's losing their marbles and there's no one Mm -hmm. to look after them, so she'll get appointed. Mm -hmm. But actually, she is basically running this horrific racket and um, kind of basically managing the money in a way that I might say completely unethical. Although... Fairly legal. She seems to follow them through the legalese fairly simply and kind of, you know, has judges. So maybe her her company is given a lot of money to look after these elderly people. Well, she just manages their money. So let's say, you know, soon, soon you're going to, you know, soon, Graham, right? You're an older man (laughs) and you may want to appoint me. And then I would be in charge of all your cash, all your assets, all your time, all your, and then I would be able to make decisions on your behalf. And I'd be like, no, he definitely, definitely needs to wear diapers. He definitely needs to wear diapers all the time, 24-7, something like that. Anyway, it is a fascinating movie because they're so bitchy. They're so bitchy, the girls, and it's kind of rare to see. What did you think? What did you think, Robert? What did you think of it? I, th- I thought it was extraordinary, and I, and I thought it was scary too. They're, right? they're, they're scary and frightening, and you think God. And I know that it was based. I don't think. I mean, the story isn't based on true story, but the scenario is yeah. there are people like that who control old people's lives, who take over, take all their money, sell their house, yeah. sell all their belongings. You know, their relatives who are trying to protect them haven't got a hope in hell of doing anything about it because they they know how to work the courts yeah you know really frightening uh kind of frightening scenario and yet done with a charm and she's got to be beautifully dressed and she's you know she's she's, so cute yeah she's gorgeously dressed oh my god and her eyes just they just ooze care yeah i'm here to look after you you know all that stuff she's great no she's very very good and and it is a a sort of it's a silly plot in a way that kind of there's bits of it that you go yeah fair enough yeah but you sort of forgive it no i thought it was really good really enjoyed it 
Peter Dinklage was pretty gorgeous in it too. I thought, especially at the beginning, he was playing the 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 son of the. Oh uh, yes, yes. Oh God, he's extraordinary. No, he's brilliant. He's extraordinary. Yeah. Anyway, I think they could have maintained that comedic heartbeat they showed at the beginning a bit through the film, but otherwise, seriously, yeah. it's kind of fresh. It's fun. It's fast paced. Beautiful clothing. Kind of. She just she just won a, a Golden Globe, hasn't she? Uh, Rosamund Pike, I think, for for it. She just got given oh, a well. gong of oh, some did sort. She? Yeah. No, it got mentioned, definitely. Oh, do we know if um, The Queen's Gambit got... It did, yes. Hey, yes, it, congratulations, because of course Gary Kasparov is listening. It's both for the actress <laughs> and uh, for the show, yeah. Right. They did do well, yeah. Can I do a one-sentence, slightly long one-sentence, I'll do it really quickly, <laughs> Rosamund Pike anecdote. It's yes. one of my favourites. Okay, so we're with, we're with the same agents. When I say that, it's a very big agency, and the, the bit that she's involved with is the posh bit, and I'm with the sort of lower, much lower rank. Anyway, I was delivering a script to my agents, and they have a sort of reception desk, and I know the two women behind the reception desk. Oh, hello, Robert. And there's this gorgeous baby sitting on the, on the, on the, sort of on the front of their reception counter. <laughs> and he, he looks up at me and puts his little arms out and goes, ha, 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 and he's dribbling. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for babies, so I dot this. I go, oh, hello. And then he reaches his arms up, and I kind of look to my right, and I say, is it okay? Can I give him a cuddle? And the mum says, yeah, yeah, of course you can. So I kind of pick him up, and he's putting his hands in my mouth, and we go, this is very pre-COVID. <laughs> I was just going to ask you. Probably five or six years ago. Don't touch and my so baby! I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a little, giving him a little pat on his yeah. back, and he's all gorgeous, and he's ha, 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 all that stuff. So then I put him down. As I'm putting him down, I then turn, and his mother is Rosamund Pike. <laughs> and I nearly dropped her child at that point. And, so, and I, said to my, I said something like, oh, fucking hell, it was you, sorry. <laughs> Such such a bad, awkward, difficult moment. She was delightful and just smiled, and you know she is utterly stunning in real life. I bet. And uh, it was a, it was one of those things where I just don't understand how I got that far holding her baby. But she was talking to the other receptionist. She wasn't kind of paying much attention. But anyway, so yeah, there's my Rosamund Pike story. Yeah, that's one degree of separation. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I recommend it. Um, it's I great care film. a lot. Yeah. yeah, I care a lot on Netflix. Uh, watch it. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure lots of our listeners, uh, if they're not already following you online or watching Fully Charged, they might want to do so. What's the best way for folks to do that? I suppose, well, I mean, the Fully Charged show on uh, YouTube is fairly easy to find. Our webpage is it's clever. I didn't even know you could do this, but our, our web address is fullycharged.show. Just that, nothing else. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> so, yeah, through that, you'll find all the nonsense that I'm up to, yeah. And you can find us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G, Twitter and last have a G. And we're also on Reddit, so just look for the Smash Insecurity subreddit up there. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. Subscribe in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts and Google Podcasts. And big fat thank you to this episode sponsor, 1Password, and to our wonderful Patreon community. Thanks to all of them. This show is free for all. And for episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest lists, and the entire back catalogue of more than 217 episodes, check out smashingsecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 That was good. That was very sexy. That was very sexy. That was a Rosamund Pike. Bye. 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 <laughs> do you do a lot of voiceover work? 
Uh, I, I sort of not that haven't done that much recently. I have done in the past, yes, and audio books and things like that, lo- loads of them, but not. Uh, but not oh eight nine eight numbers and oh eight nine eight. That's why. That's why you're not reading because you're not getting paid. You see. <laughs> yes, it does help. <laughs>